and blessings to all you lovely listeners. This is Caleb Truth, and you're now listening to my new show called Cosmic Current on InnerLightRadio.com. And we're going to go beyond the surface level of reality and dive deep to reveal the hidden truths of reality and other exciting revelations in the area, specifically with astrology. So, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your presence and your participation in this show. We'll be taking calls uh, around 3.45 p.m., so if you would like a free chart reading, please... uh, Message me on Facebook, through my website, through my email, uh, gmail.com. Get me your birthday, your birth time, and birth location. Or you can just call in um, the, the show, which is, let me get the number quickly. The number to call in is 310-928-7733. So again, the phone number is 310-928-7733. So guys, I'm so Excited for this show. I've been wanting to do an astrology show with my fellow Torontonians here in Canada for a very long time. So this is like history in the making. Um, I have some super, super awesome astrologers on uh, the show with me here today. We're going to be talking about uh, the the um, transits, uh, transits of Jupiter conjunct Pluto uh, in Capricorn, Uranus in Taurus, Saturn into Aquarius, and Neptune in Pisces. And today we have astrologers Tara Green, Dasha and Bella Vivid. Thank you all so much for being with me. Uh, we're going to start with Tara. So Tara, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Okay. Hi, I'm Tara Green. Can you? I hope you can hear me there. Um, I'm a professional astrologer in Toronto s- since 1991. So I'm having my 29th year as a professional astrologer. It's my first Saturn return. And this has been a dream of mine since the 90s to be on a panel of astrologers talking about what's going on in the news. So um, I want to thank you very much for creating this. I know astrology is having a big renaissance right now, and, and it's really important that we get serious astrologers who can really give you the real cosmic dirt about what's going on. I definitely totally agree with that. I think, uh, again, I want to reiterate to people the beauty and, and the, the ancient uh, energy that surrounds astrology. And I'm just going to read this little bit that I have uh, uh, here on my computer. So astrology has been practiced for thousands of years, and it's one of the world's eight most uh, oldest and ancient disciplines with stretches far back into antiqui- antiquity, predating all monotheistic religions. And that's a key thing that I always like uh, people who practice different religions to understand. Astrology is not based in, in, in anything satanic or demonic. It goes beyond all these different religions, all these traditions. And many ancient uh, civilizations in ancient India, Mexico, Egypt, Sumeria, all over the place, like stretching back more than 6,000 years, practice astrology for many, many reasons. So from planning our harvest to uh, taking our marital vows, astrologers were consulted on what the best days and times were for personal and societal events, 
so that we could continue to flow in harmony with the electromagnetic energy of the universe. And now fast forward to today's modern society, we see a spiritual renaissance taking place and astrology is now front and center with that. So this is why we see a huge influx of astrologers on YouTube, on Twitter, and, and people are really, really putting, I mean, astrologers, in, in fact, are putting themselves out there. And it's not easy, ladies and gentlemen, to, like, step out onto that platform. Because, again, it's, it's, it's still a misunderstood discipline in the world. And, uh, you know, a lot of people still criticize it, like, oh, it's not a science, it's, it's hooky, it's not real. When, in fact, if you, if you practice your own, uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess, practice of discernment and using your own logical mind to observe reality and you look at what's happening in the world, you compare that to what's happening in your own uh, personal life, you're going to start to see the, the deep connection and relationship that you have with the universe. So I'm going to continue to introduce the other two hosts. So uh, Dasha, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to the audience? Hi, thanks for having me, first of all. Uh, so my uh, niche in astrology and my main focus would be, uh, I definitely love to do relationship astrology as well as psychological astrology. I've been studying and practicing, uh, studying for the better part of 18 years, practicing for about uh, four years. So uh, I like to, you know, borrow techniques from, you know, astrologers like Liz Green, Robert Hand, Kelly Fox and Jan Spiller. So I'm very much about relationships and how to use astrology to, you know, empower yourself both psychologically and also how to make the best of your relationships with yourself in the world. So that's me. And I have a little bit of a background with uh, university psychology. So uh, I like to really go deep into, you know, people's charts and as well as global topics. Awesome. That's what I'm talking about. So if any of you have uh, things you want to talk about relationship wise or, you know, personal transformation wise, uh, perhaps at the end of this show at any time, you can go on my website and get extra info about all these astrologers and get in contact with them. You know, like astrology is what I, what I tell people is like a great um, uh, disciplinary tool to understand yourself. And it's like a diagnostic tool. You, you're able to understand how energy is flowing through you, how it's expressing and why. And once you start to come in a deeper relationship with why you do the, the things you do, why you feel the way you feel, why you're attracted to what you're attracted to, then as you understand yourself better, it opens you up to understanding others better. So then you can cultivate healthier relationships. And this is what I think we need right now on this planet amongst many, many other important things. But it's our relationship to self and others. When we have that, then we can work better together we can build better together and like, you know, turn the flip the script on, on what's going on right now on the planet, especially dealing with COVID. So we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that situation in, in, a, in a few minutes. But before that, uh, Bella Vivid, can you give us your uh, your background? Uh, sure. So hi, everyone. I'm excited to be a part of this beautiful thing. Uh, sounds like exactly my kind of project. So I've been a professional astrologer since uh, 2008. Uh, I've been studying it since 1999. So it's been a, a long, slow, but very deep process of understanding and weaving together many different disciplines that I feel belong beautifully and work beautifully with astrology. So um, I work with uh, Western astrology with a blend of humanistic, evolutionary, and psycho-spiritual uh, branches and views. Um, and I weave in uh, various understandings from certain world-renowned spiritual teachers and my own intuition and work as a channel and a healer. Um, and I like to focus on the individual. I really like to help people understand 
what they're here for, what their life path is about, and how to make the most of it. And I really appreciate and focus on giving people clarifying and understanding and practical advice, practical solutions on how they can apply it, what kind of steps they can take, both um, with their um, attitude, with their mindset, with their emotional uh, outlook on it, and with the physical steps they can take, which often are woven together. So I'm excited to be a part of this. Thank you so much for that, Bella. And again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say that these three ladies have spent a lot of time and energy in, in studying astrology and getting to the level they're at. So I think we got to give them some big props and respect for that. And just for the fact that, once again, to repeat this, like getting to astrology is not like it's an easy thing, like going onto a soccer team or, or going and getting your PhD in something. Like this is a very, I, w- I don't want to say hidden but it's 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 a very difficult thing sometimes to go through in life because astrology hasn't been uh, at the front and center of society like it was in ancient times. It's it's a little bit more hidden and secretive, and for good reason because people like us were hunted down and killed at least two hundred uh, three hundred years ago. So, um, but now the beautiful thing that again, like we're seeing, is these astrologers are coming back out. They're speaking their truth, and they are you know helping to guide us through this 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 great time of transformation that our souls have come down to experience. And that's that's coming from my own personal belief. My personal belief is that we signed up for this. We chose to come down during this great time of transformation on planet Earth so we can help to usher in a new age and a new way of being. And that new way of being is coming in from us transforming ourselves. And again, what better tool to use to transform yourself than astrology? <laughs> yeah, I just want to mention, Kay, you know, the famous hermetic maxim, as above, so below which is, as you know, that's the famous, you're watching the skies, that's from Hermes Trismestris, Mercury is Hermes, Um, you know, looking at the skies and divining, you know, what the signs and the symbols are, it's extremely ancient, and then, you know, as within, so without, so that's very much a, you know, kind of a little nugget of what that all means, you know, so as we understand ourselves, we see ourselves reflected back through the outside world. Mm-hmm. And again, like going back to that, to, to that hermetic axiom as above, so below, like it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a strange and beautiful thing when you start to like understand that the electromagnetic fields of the planets do affect our bodies and global events and our weather even like there's, there's, there's a, the Pluto Uranus square that was happening. I don't know if you guys remember that, like over the last like, few years between, I don't know, like 2010 so like, I can't, I can't remember. It's 2012 to 2015, actually, the squares, yeah. And yeah, and, and what did we see during that time? Like, the weather really started to get funky during that period with Pluto Uranus Square. So do you guys yes. know like, any of the weather events? Like, we had, like, all these hurricanes, crazy tornadoes, I think a little bit more earthquakes, um, all different kinds of fires. Like, we had all kinds of events. I know Kelly Rosano is an astrologer. She, she covered this in her... Uh, uh, monthly reports on YouTube like quite often and she did warn people that like listen guys buckle your seatbelts this is going to get a little intense and another thing she predicted uh, in uh, July of 2013 was this great flood that we had here in Toronto do you all remember that flood that we had oh yeah Mm -hmm. I remember that yeah yeah and also we had a grand trine on that event and even she warned everybody we had a grand trine in water that day so I don't know if, if, you, if you, for those of you who don't understand what a grand trine is, I think maybe Tara, you can probably explain it better than I can. 
Well, you know, what uh, uh, astrology is all about is kind of like sacred geometry. That's the way I like to think about it. So it's all about the angles, you know. So a grand trine is when planets are 120 degrees or four signs apart, and they form like a giant pyramid shape. So a trine means a, like a triangle, right? So, But it's a grand one, three planets or more uh, aligned to make a perfect triangle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at that point we had... Uh, I think I can't remember what the exact planetary alignments were, but we had uh, planets in all in, in wa- three water signs. So when she saw that happening, she said to the world, she said, listen, we're going to see uh, bigger rain events and we're going to see flooding. And th- that exact same thing played out. And I think for me on my uh, journey of being an astrology student, that really sparked my interest. because I was like, wow, like mm-hmm. I'm watching this in real time play out in front of my face. Like right. I can't I cannot refute this any any longer. Like I was still, I was still skeptical for for a point because I'm like, let me see how this stuff actually works. Let me observe this in my reality, in my emotions, in my body. Let me and in my family members. A lot of great astrologers. Susan Miller is another one. I was following her from the age of of 13, and when I started reading her monthly blogs that came out, I started realizing like, wow, I'm seeing this stuff happen in my friends, in my family members. It like changes of behavior, you know, certain events happening in their lives. And I'm like, there's something greater to what's going on here. This is, this is uh, pretty amazing. So um, uh, without further ado, let's dig in a little bit to Jupiter, uh, the uh, Jupiter-Pluto conjunction that we just had. Uh, so Tara, if you want to like give us what uh, your spiel on that, like that would be great. Okay, well, you know, you have to you have to really understand Greek mythology to really understand what the planets are all about. And personally, I really always loved Greek mythology. And also to think about them as big personalities, you know. So Jupiter, he's the largest planet. I, I see I personalize them. Uh, he is the largest planet in the solar system. Um, he's this big, you know, giant planet, Jupiter. Each planet rules a sign and traditionally two signs. So Jupiter rules the sign of Sagittarius in modern astrology, and he also rules the sign of Pisces uh, in traditional astrology. So whatever Jupiter touches, it's big, it's extravagant, it's over the top. So each planet governs a number of different things. Jupiter rules religion, uh, travel, philosophy, higher education, justice, sacred law um, at its bigger uh, place. And Jupiter is benevolent. You know, Jupiter is called the great benefic. Um, So... Pluto. Pluto is the lord of the underworld. He's the lord of death and rebirth, transformation, recycling, uh, wealth. So these two planets, I mean, Pluto rules the sign of Scorpio traditionally, um, in, sorry, in modern astrology. Uh, and Pluto's invisible, so we don't really see him working, you know. So Jupiter and Pluto coming together, it's traditionally called the billionaire's transit. And so if you're following your true soul's path, then Pluto will reward you and Jupiter will will reward you. Okay. But if you're not, then Pluto will just destroy, you know, Pluto is the Lord of destruction and he's much feared, of course. Um, And so what's going on in the world right now is to, is you're seeing the event, you know, the effects of these planets coming together and Jupiter and Pluto will meet three times this year. So there's more to come. And so they come in layers as the planets are moving direct and then they move retrograde and then they move forward again. So there's always this triple kind of, rollover that happens mm-hmm. so at 24 degrees capricorn it's around 22 24 all year if you have planets there your sun your moon you're rising any planets you know close to those latter degrees of capricorn you're going to feel this personally the most what about people mm-hmm. that have like uh, jupiter pluto aspects in their own natal chart 
Oh, okay. Well, there is generations of that. I mean, again, it will enhance it depending on what sign it is. I mean, this also affects all the, what they call cardinal signs. So if you're born in, you know, latter degrees of Aries, Cancer, and Libra, you will also feel that most intensely, although it is a worldwide, you know, Pluto rules what they call the collective unconscious, you know, so the reality that we're, we kind of all agree on, that's what Pluto affects, you know, and Pluto also um, affects the dream world as well. Uh-huh. And, and traditionally, people would go for these healing dreams. So I think it's also, I know we're going to talk about Neptune and Pisces later, which is about the dream world, but it's very important to pay attention to your dreams right now. Uh-huh. I think, I, think I, I definitely experienced a trend with myself and my friends over the past, like, at least month, where <laughs> I'm getting tons and tons of messages on Instagram, Facebook, and text messages saying, like, oh, my God, I had the craziest dream last night. And then I'd be like, oh, my God, I had crazy dreams last night. And I'd be like, what's going on out there? And this is this is kind of uh, um, continued, I think, since at least the end of February. And I think this is when we had Mercury retrograding uh, between Aquarius and Pisces. So oh, right. <laughs> well, Mercury and Pisces will definitely, you know, enhance that. But in general, you know, it's like Jupiter is expanding that whole sense of being in touch with the underworld, with the soul with the unconscious. And so that's an important aspect of this too, because to me, it's like psychologically, you know, I did a lot of studies with shamans and I have a degree in transformational psychotherapy. You know, you really have to understand what's going on in the collective, you know, again, deep within. That's where the changes start happening. Yeah, sorry. Like, I think, uh, I think the rest of you can definitely chime in at any time. But like, yeah, it looks like what we're really seeing is as a revealing, this great revealing and it's, it's actually funny I use that term because this lady, Magenta Pixie, I think a lot of you that may be listening uh, to this call right now or this show also follow her on YouTube. Magenta Pixie had a video that came out, like, I think uh, at least two to three weeks ago where she said, like, yeah, there's this event that's going to happen, this great great revealing. And I think on a, on, a, on a subconscious level, it seems like our collective is going through this this revealing of, of uh, things within the self in our collective that no longer works, whether it's government, whether it's political policy or our money systems, it seems like it's kind of being pushed in our face right now that like, you know, there's things that have to change. Yeah. And And just to add, sorry, Sorry. (laughs) I was Uh, just going to add quickly to the point of uh, Neptune and Pisces quickly uh, with what Khadija was just talking about, how um, our perceptive depth is growing. Uh, You know, we're all interconnected across time and space and people are now realizing this. And Neptune is going to dissolve all the boundaries between, you know, fantasy and reality. It's also going to show us uh, what's real. So what's misinformation in the news and media, right? And uh, through doing research with Mercury and Pisces and other research, we can finally access, you know, real information using the Internet. So that's another, you know, way to use Neptune and Pisces as well. And even uh, just to add, to add back to that, um, a lot of astrologers have said as well that Neptune rules the the world of media, Hollywood, film, um, mm-hmm. music, these different areas. And like, what do we see them do? They do drop quite a few hints. Uh, it's my belief in many films and in many TV shows, especially now on Netflix. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things that we've been seeing in the film world for at least like, I don't know, at least 20 years that are not a coincidence. And oh, I absolutely they've been planting little seeds about ETs, UFOs, uh, maybe even different things about viruses and sick pandemics type, like type of you know, films, like all different kinds of stuff over the last, there's, there's so many other activists and, and great uh, influencers on, on Instagram and YouTube that have done videos breaking down all of this stuff. But 
yeah, they, they weave their little magician wand and even putting us into these elusive, mystical, mysterious worlds of, of movie and film. And then when things happen in, in, the, in the real world that are similar to that, it seems we're all like, oh, no, it's just that's that's nothing. You guys are crazy. You guys watch too many movies. It's not actually happening. But it's like, or is it? Or is it? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> That's it's hard this, to see. <laughs> this is it's true. And I'll Pisces, add a point. Right? Yeah. I'll add a point that, you know, Hollywood and the system that Hollywood is based on, it has a lot of, you know, Masonic, you know, background with the elites, right? So uh, there's a lot of uh, power through symbolism that they like to use. The thing is, it depends how you use power, right? And how you use symbolism. Uh, so definitely uh, all the subconscious, you know, trickling, has been done, you know, it's been done through Pisces as well, which is hypnosis, but it can also be done through uh, corrupt use of power, which is Pluto, right? So that's what we're seeing nowadays. I think also, you know, Saturn uh, was sextiling Neptune uh, in in November. So I really feel like that's a really big precursor to the coronavirus. And also Jupiter is truth, you know. And also, I just want to mention that, you know, Jupiter and Pluto conjunct in Capricorn, they're actually the U.S., uh, Pluto return is already on its way, uh, and that's going to happen in February 2021 when actually the U.S. is back to reset where it was on July the 4th, 1776. And so the breakdown of, you know, democracy or what's going on in the U.S. right now is really important. So people really do need to wake up right now, you know, to the truth, you know, mm. and, and you can only do that really on an, on an individual but also a collective level. Absolutely. And like a lot of people have been speaking about this theme as well that, you know, as this, you know, going back to as above, so below, it's like we have to look at things that are happening on a physical 3D reality and then try to also understand the higher divine intention behind this. And it's a, a belief of many light workers uh, or spiritualists on this planet right now that the universe has kind of given us this time out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. For sure. Right it's now. it's such a powerful thing right now. Yeah. With um, the micro macro, like we see these things going on on the collective front, but then they're all they're also inviting each of us individually to go inwards, to look at ourselves, to look at the integrity or lack thereof of our own path, our own lives, as many of you have already said, and, mm-hmm. uh, and check in with where, where we are right now, each of us individually and where we're heading and take stock and see what's working and what's not. And um, the, one of the ways to uh, help re-empower yourself and feel more, um, like you're working more with with what's going on right now you're you're riding the current as opposed to like feeling trampled by it is uh working with it seeing okay you know this part of of my life isn't working like this job isn't isn't really feeding me this is not really my path like i belong here i belong doing this instead and working with it going with the pluto energy allowing yourself to make changes allowing yourself to step forward into new ways and that's how you really, uh, like, that's a little bit more abstract than usual, but, like, that's one of the ways we really make use of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to I wanna add to that quickly. When it comes to Pluto, I feel like, you know, there is this philosophy, this spiritual concept out there that what you resist persists. And mm-hmm. I think at this time, I think it would be very detrimental to our collective society and to ourselves to resist the transformation that's coming in. So I think it's it's only natural for us all to be a little bit upset, to be a little bit fearful, to be a little bit angry or anxious about what's going on because we can't really see ahead. Like intuitively, I can say that like usually when I use my psychic gifts, I can see six months ahead in the future. Now I can't see anything. And it seems like like my spirit guide's been telling me like, you know what, we're at a fork in the road. 
Like we really need to like kind of decide as a collective where we want to go. And I think uh, allowing the transformation that needs to happen, which is the destruction of, of our old political systems, our monetary systems, you know, whatever policies that are holding us back from creating or co-creating the world that we want to see, we got to allow that destruction to take place and not fear it. Because I think mm-hmm. it's my belief that there's nothing to fear. I think we got this. I think we can definitely turn things around. For sure. To add to the point, sorry, (laughs) I was just going to add to the point uh, that Khadija was saying. Um, You know, right now on a personal level, with Jupiter conjunct Pluto, our psyche is focused on being driven to succeed at what you know we're sorry, you know, finally realizing what we're most passionate about, and we're putting that into our work. So we no longer just work for the sake of you know money, but we're starting to really think about what we're passionate about. Now, Jupiter and Pluto together give us a lot of power and influence. So we see that with, you know, business and travel and better careers for ourselves. Uh, so I was going to give an example, though, of, of, you know, misuse of power or if someone uses Jupiter-Pluto in a ruthless way or in an extreme self-righteous way, right, or in an obsessive way. Um, one example that came to mind is that, you know, Bill Gates, for example, has a natal aspect of Jupiter conjunct Pluto. Um, and his Pluto sits in the sign of Leo, the sign of the leader. So mm-hmm. here we are, you know, waiting for like uh, authoritative leadership. Here we are waiting for, you know, what can he say to us about, let's say, the aftermath of the coronavirus. But what we're realizing is that, okay, there's been a, a bit of a corrupt, you know, misuse of power. Because if we follow the type of companies, you know, that he's been investing in and just the way he conducts business, um, if you do your research, you know, you can see how... Uh, misuse of power can have adverse effects and not really help the public. So that's another point. Absolutely. And I think right now, especially with the Jupiter conjunct Pluto, Pluto's also good at investigating and going really deep into the darker realms, the unseen, the unhidden realms that, mm-hmm. that are really out there to the public. So when I think like at this point in time, because we were all in quarantine and at home, I think we all have to do our due diligence and really start doing some serious research, like come together as communities and really Follow the trail, follow the trail of evidence that's coming out and not just listen to the lamestream media. I'm going to call them lame, even though I work in the media world, because I know that they're <laughs> by other corporations that I don't appreciate. So, yeah, lamestream media, like I feel that we all need to like kind of limit our, uh, our our interaction with this media, limit our exposure and make sure we keep ourselves grounded and balanced out and just and just fuel things out for yourself. Trust your own intuition, trust your own higher guidance. I think this is what we're kind of leading to with the jupiter Pluto conjunction, as well as Neptune and Pisces. It's like opening us back up to the power and the sovereignty within ourselves and turning to our own inner leadership instead of looking at people like Bill Gates or Trump or Trudeau or whoever else for for um, guidance. And I think we're at, the, we're at this like stage in the game. I don't want to keep going on a rant here, but I always want to tell people this. The time for heroes is over. It's over. Now we all have to turn to becoming our own heroes, our own leaders. And I think this is what's kind of happening right now with this global transformation, especially what we're going to see with Saturn going to Aquarius. But we'll talk about that later. Going back to Uranus and Taurus, the revisiting of our value systems, I think this is really huge right now. Because of being in quarantine, what are people really worried about? Food, electricity, bills, you know, all these kinds of things. We're going back down to the basics, like Maslow hierarchy of needs. So I think that's Mm -hmm. really interesting right now with Uranus and Taurus. Mm-hmm. Well, Uranus and Taurus, Uranus is the higher yeah. octave of Mercury. Yeah. Break, so. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we got three minutes to break, so let, let's uh, continue with that and then we can just pick up after after the break. Okay.
Yeah, Tara, you can continue for now. Okay, so I think that Uranus and Taurus, because Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury and it rules the Internet, you know, it's like we have to, as individuals, get our own alternative, Uranus's alternative news, values, what we appreciate. It's grassroots. You know, there's going to be a grassroots revolution. You know, there is going to be, you know, there can be food shortages coming up now because of this COVID-19. Uh, but Uranus is going to be in Taurus, you know, for a long time still. And so the whole thing about being vegan, you know, it's animal rights, you know, all of that stuff is going to change. So I think, you know, that's a good thing. We need to wake up. That's Uranus, you know, waking up. And Uranus rules uh, astrology as well. Um, so there is that connection of why astrology is also having its big resurrection now is, is I believe it's because Uranus and Taurus, it's a tool, a practical tool that people can use to help guide them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also, I also uh, wanted to like bring this to light as well. That like before uh, we went into quarantine and had the uh, the Saturn Pluto conjunction in the beginning of January, there was a lot of movement around um, organic farming, permaculture, you know, all these kinds of movements around the world, food security, things of that nature. Because we saw like uh, Uranus already, you know, moved into Taurus, and so it kind of sparked off that global conversation and i think this conversation is gonna keep going for the whole full seven-year transit of uranus through taurus and it's 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 an amazing thing because i think a lot of us are sick and tired of gmo food and monsanto and all this shenanigans that they're doing it's like i always say this to my parents i'm like how did did we get to a world where my generation has to choose between what is real and what is fake how's that even allowed (laughs) i think to me i call it like the uh the illusion of progress you know what i mean like somehow we're going to build a better bigger you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Um, thing mm-hmm. and so you don't necessarily have to get better and bigger all the time do you know what I mean it's very macho it's very patriarchal yeah. that kind of whole was, mode of things it was pushed by profit it's like oh we gotta go bigger we gotta go better yeah, exactly. we want more money and it's like the bigger and better doesn't necessarily equate to higher value and we definitely see that they did that and what do we get crap your value food mm-hmm. yep. and, and think about how uh, plague with all different kinds of disease and all different kinds of ailments and stuff like that Mm-hmm. And, and think about how you that... sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> sorry um i was just gonna say think about how you know uranus is an aquarian in energy and it's a progressive energy that's very detached impersonal it does not care you know about uh selfish needs it does not care about corruption or plutocracy so we got you know uranus which is aquarian and we have all systems you know so we're gonna we're gonna oh, okay. break and we'll be right back <laughs> all right This is devotion. I owe you nothing, nothing. 
is devotion. Why you always have to try me? You're thinking I'm gonna follow blindly. Why you always have to try me? You think that I'm gonna follow blindly? Oh, let me down easy. Alrighty. And we're coming back live. This is Keel of Truth, and you're now listening to Cosmic Current, our new astrology show on innerlightradio.com. So we, we've, we've been covering all different kinds of, of, of subject matter over the past half an hour. We're just diving into Jupiter uh, conjunct Pluto in uh, Capricorn. We touched on Uranus and Taurus, we're touching on our value systems about food and whatnot. Uh, in the next half an hour, we're going to touch on Saturn into Aquarius, and we're going to dig deeper into the elusive energy of Neptune and Pisces. So Dasha, I think you were saying uh, a couple of last uh, points there. Uh, did you want to continue that train of thought? I can't, I can't remember what comment you were making exactly. Oh, Dasha, you're still muted if, uh, in case you don't um, know. Well, well, Dasha's muted. Okay. I actually had a couple things I wanted to add as uh, well. Um, let me just finish my point, if, uh, if sure. I may, because sure. that's sort of how it is. And uh, after that, yeah. Uh, so I'll, uh, my last point about that was that Uranus is an Aquarian energy. So, you know, it's interesting how that's, helping to fight the old systems of plutocracy that we've been seeing um, and the way that, you know, the corruption was, you know, affecting obviously our food quality and we did not receive the value that we were looking for, you know, to get from Uranus and Taurus. And Taurus is such a natural, you know, energy that likes homemade food and likes natural uh, food. So, of course, it's interesting how that food revolution uh, ended, starting to end GMO foods, yeah, all across the globe. So that was my point. Yeah, I think I, think, I, think I, t- I definitely totally agree with that. Um, uh, Bella, uh, what did you have to add to that? Uh, yeah, I was just uh, wanting to add well, quite a few things, but just not to try to keep it short. Um, the Uranus and Taurus, it invites us into our deeper, more authentic personal values. And Taurus likes it simple, like the beautiful, simple pleasures of life. The, the clean air, the enjoyment of good food, the safety, the comfort, the chilling out, the, the resting point, uh, com- complementary opposite to what Pluto often has to share, which is more about the deep digging and which is currently so, so forefront right now with Pluto being so centered. And yet, um, with Uranus and Taurus, it's inviting us to find those moments of um, simple things to be grateful for. It invites us to appreciate what we have. It invites us to remember the simpler values that actually are the foundation of us even being physically alive on the planet. I mean, without decent food and you know shelter and certain, a certain level of uh, of um, comfortable physical existence and the ability to just take a deep breath and relax sometimes, we wouldn't be able to be living. So it's really inviting us to uh, balance out a lot of what's going on right now with going back to the simplicity, going back to the earth, uh, valuing uh, environmentalism more, the planet more, and that feeds into the food cycles. That feeds into all the beautiful things that Dasha was saying and, the, and Tara was saying, everybody was saying. Uh, but invites us really to come back to ourselves more. And until we're really in our body, uh, it's, it's very difficult to make the conscious choices that we're here to really make. But once we're grounded, we can really work from a place of power. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree with that. And one thing I also forgot to mention earlier was I think 
what went in alignment with the Uranus and the Taurus energy was this spark of conversation on the planet about climate change and, and about how, like, what's going on with our weather? Like, why, why is things getting more severe? Why are we having these, these, uh, you know, fluctuations in temperature? Like, what we've seen here in Toronto, we were like six degrees one day and then a couple of days later we're minus three. Like, what is going on here? So it seems like, you know, we're, we're in this like collective experience where things are kind of topsy turvy and up and down and we're being shaken up. On, on many levels of our being to kind of come back into center with ourselves, reground ourselves, like you were saying, Bella, and like, you know, really understand what's actually going on, you know, with ourselves and our politics, our weather, everything on all different levels of, of our of our waking experience. Yeah, I also wanted to mention that I think this whole thing, um, what Bella was saying, uh, it's, you know, Saturn is in Aquarius and it's already sextiling Uranus and Taurus. That's a 60 degree uh, aspect and that'll come in as Saturn and Jupiter enter uh, Aquarius later this year, there's that historic December 21st, 2020 alignment between Jupiter and Saturn, which happens every 20 years. And then Jupiter will move through Aquarius all of 2021, and Saturn will stay in Aquarius uh, from 2020 until 2022. So, you know, Saturn is the reality. So our reality, our reality is suddenly shifting uh, radically. That's Uranus. It's radical revolution into reevaluating everything, you know, and that's what we're, I mean, that's the benefit, the higher side of the coronavirus is that we get to say, hey, you know, what, what is it we really want in our lives? And everybody's getting a chance to slow down. And I'm loving it, actually. I'm finding it it's much clearer psychically with everything going slower. I, I totally agree with that. In the beginning, like, I, I have another business. I started up with a couple other business partners. We were going full speed ahead with that business. And then COVID hit and then everything shut down. And I was like, oh, crap. Like, what am I going to do now? I was like, I was so ready to go uh, when it came to, like, pushing this business and, and getting success. But then I, I was like, okay, well, I got to go with the flow here. What am I going to do? And I felt like, okay, I got to pick back back up on my radio show. I was offline for about a year. I was dealing with some other health issues. And it seemed like in such great divine timing to come back on and speak to all of you listeners and the rest of the world and have a greater conversation on, on what we're all experiencing. And I totally agree with you, Tara. I think now I'm really appreciating the, the energy of, of just uh, gearing down being more in a restful state, taking things a little bit slower and reprioritizing uh, things in my life. And I'm also grateful for a lot of families around the world that are able to spend more time with each other. And I, I think people might laugh and they might say like, uh-oh, you know, there's some families where spending a lot of time together might end up being a really bad thing, <laughs> you know, increased in arguments or whatever dysfunctionalities that might happen. But, you know, I think maybe this is a great thing. Maybe we need to like spend more time and, and uh, sort out those bumps and, 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 uh, things in our relationships and, and the energies between, uh, I guess, like, yeah, between one another and like kind of figure those things out. Um, let's dive, like, actually, you know what? Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention was the gravitational field of Saturn and Jupiter and how these planets are huge. They pack a punch, they have a lot of energy, and wherever Jupiter and especially Saturn goes, we're going to feel it big time. And I think, like, yeah, Saturn moved into Aquarius, I think, pretty much on the equinox, if I, if I have it correctly. And I think, like, we really, if we if we all kind of go back to a couple weeks ago, there was definitely a, sh a big shift of energy around that period of time, not just because of the equinox, but also because of Saturn going to, into Aquarius and what was going on uh, with the alignment of that with COVID around the world. Yeah, I would say that's definitely true. And Saturn will be in Aquarius until July the 1st. That's Canada's birthday, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and then it will re-enter uh, in December. Um, you know, and... 
you know, Saturn is reality. And also, you know, this we haven't mentioned even January the 12th, the historic Saturn-Pluto conjunction, yeah. which to me really kicked off this whole thing. And then there was an eclipse actually two days before, uh, which concurrently fell on China's Jupiter, actually. Um, so, you know. Eclipses in the next show, definitely. Yeah, okay, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, yeah, and Taurus is slow. You know, Taurus is like plodding along, you know, smelling the roses, you know. So I think that's a great aspect of, of Uranus and Taurus and that Saturn in Aquarius is to slow us down. Saturn Saturn is obstacles, you know, it's testing, it's limits, it's it's slow, it's maturity, you know. So the revolution is going to take a while. I really feel like this is just sort of the beginning stages here. You know, we have to be patient, you know, to some degree as well. What came to yeah. me intuitively just now with what you just said about Saturn testing mm-hmm. is a huge pattern over the past, like, at least decade of a lot of activist movements popping up to fight for different marginalized groups, whether it be indigenous peoples here in Canada, um, African-American people in U.S. or even African-Canadian people here, the LGBTQ community, you know, women's rights. Like, oh, my goodness, we've seen this, like, huge uptick in, 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 in justice movements around the world. And I think, like, perhaps that was, like, the beginnings of preparation for us for Saturn going to Aquarius. Because I think Aquarius is also about individualism and respecting the individual and individual expression, all these kinds of things. So it seems like Saturn's like, okay, guys, you've been exposed to information about these different groups, learning how to better accept one another, learning how to better understand one another. Did you really get it? Like, did you really understand that? Are you going to continue to play the game of division and, and use these things as an excuse to hate each other? Or are you going to unite finally and start to kind of build a better way of life for all people? I think this is kind of like a message that's coming into me intuitively for Saturn into Aquarius. Just to add, Saturn is the old ruler of Aquarius, you know, and uh, we know there's a serious side to Aquarius that's very non-nonsense. So it was interesting that we call, you know, the COVID isolation social distances, you know, because uh, is it really social distance if if online people are starting to, you know, read the information, get together and form actually beneficial groups for humanity? So it really makes you want, you know, think that, Okay, what you put in your mind and the way you look at the world is uh, really going to affect the energetic grid all over the world. So that's uh, I, can't, I can't help but mention this, but when you when you talk about social distancing, it makes mm-hmm. me think like uh, what you said about uh, uh, Neptune and Pisces earlier. That Neptune is dissolving all these different boundaries, and it's like, are we really distant, or are we actually unified mm-hmm. on a different? Yep. Level? reality in a different dimension or a different a different level of energy and i think that that's a theme that's going to continue to kind of play out yeah and an interesting point there is that you know a lot of power structures uh were trying to base life for for humans for a long time on a sort of 3d model you know on the 3d reality model that only included uh finance and you know things of that nature but uh what about the 5d reality that neptune promotes you know what a, the spirituality factor was being suppressed for quite a long time mm-hmm. so this little spiritual you know spark of light is what will really unite people on a serious and loving level mm-hmm. and then also another thing that came to me just now intuitively is going back to the understanding that neptune is the higher octave of venus 
And it's mm. like, you know, Venus, I, I think maybe Terry would be more experienced in explaining that, but it's like Venus is like, you know, love of beauty, love of self, you know, luxuries, sex, you know, all these different 3D uh, type things. And it seems like when we move, when we go, when we go into Neptune into Pisces, it's more about like, less about like the regular 3D uh, type uh, version of love and more into like higher divine collective love and compassion. That's yeah, I think, I get sorry. It. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Sorry, Kay. Um, I think that's really important to mention that because, you know, Venus represents human love and Venus rules women. Okay. So Neptune is considered to be the higher octave of women or Venus or that women become the spiritual leaders uh, during this time as well. You know, we still got another, you know, Neptune's only at 19 degrees of Pisces right now. We've got another, you know, four or five, six years of Neptune being in Pisces here. So it's unconditional love. It's compassionate love. You know, Pisces is the sign related to Christianity. We've been in the age of Pisces. Uh, we're, we're supposedly entering the age of Aquarius, although nobody knows exactly when that's supposed to be. But a lot of astrologers are seeing, you know, Saturn moving into Aquarius as one of the, the beginnings of this age. You know, so I think it's important to realize it's about compassion. It's like we're not just physical Saturnine ruled beings. We're also spiritual beings. You know, we're, we're all old souls. You know, we've all come here to reconnect with source. And that's what Pisces is all about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think uh, another theme that I spoke to you all about in our pre-call uh, meetings was this was this idea of, of looking at like the Piscean age and what were the themes of that age and how that how we're transitioning out of that um, cycle of energy, even the karma that came with that cycle of energy going into Aquarius. And I think the theme that we all need to spend time revisiting is what has happened in the last like two to three thousand years, especially with the birth of Christianity and our new ideas about spirituality and God and and all these different kinds of ideas. And it seems like to me, I don't know, from my personal perspective, my experience with life is that we've kind of forgotten to connect to all that is through our own practice, through our own relationship with the, with the divine. With religion, I'm not not to like bash any religion. I was born and raised Muslim. I was born and, and, and raised into Islam. There's beautiful aspects to all religion, but it seems like there's there's always like kind of uh, a middleman in between us and the, and the universe, the universe in, in the last cycle energy with Pisces and also the the typical uh, Piscean energy that we see with relationships and love, which is like victim savior relationships, like always turning to someone for escape or turning to someone to be saved. And I feel like that's what we saw with even with Jesus and Christianity. And I think maybe it's timely that we mentioned that we just got out of Easter weekend. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like, yeah, it seems like, oh, Jesus is our savior. He like rescued us and he died on the cross for us and all oh, this great man, this and that. And I think like now going into Aquarius, we're kind of moving out of this this stage, this this energy, this this pattern of wanting something to come in and save us. And now it's about us respecting our own individualism and owning our power and going to the opposite with Leo and becoming our own leaders within our, like mm-hmm. our, our own way. And then going mm-hmm. well is closing the cycle of karma with narcissistic crap that's been going on on this planet. And 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 the codependency, us being codependent on our current systems that Pluto and Jupiter are now destroying, like depending depending on 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 the government to do this and that, depending on uh, other corporations to provide us with services. I feel like we're seeing a destruction of that as well. And it's kind of all kind of coinciding together and it's like okay narcissists do what they kind of make you second guess the way you think the way you are your belief systems it destabilizes your being and i feel mm-hmm. that the i don't even want to call them elites one of you mentioned like all oh, the elites this and that like early on in the call and i'm like hmm, my spirit guys have been telling me you know what we have to stop calling them elites 
because they're really like spoiled brats. Actually, they're worse than that. I'm not going <laughs> to say worse than words for these crazy ass people right now. I'm just going to like mute my freaking uh, voice. <laughs> but yeah, these spoiled brats have been using media like Neptune and Pisces that we discussed to kind of brainwash us and make us second guess ourselves and make us uh, quiet or silence our own intuition or connection to the divine. And I think with what Dasha said earlier with Neptune and Pisces is that those boundaries are opening up again. We're no longer going to be susceptible to these these vampires that are sucking out our energy and manipulating us. We're going to start to reconnect with each other and reconnect with the universe and maybe come to a different level of uh, understanding and perceiving reality and the possibilities as well. So, yeah, what do you guys think about that? <laughs> oh, I've got so much to add to that. I mean, it's that I completely agree. And along with it, in order for us to... As you said, like I completely agree with all the Neptune stuff. Like we, it's easy to get caught up in a victimhood or blame or just feeling very disempowered. So I feel like Jupiter, the Jupiter conjunction with Pluto and everything that that invites speaks a lot to what we are invited to step into as opposed to what we're stepping out of. Like we've just spoken about what we're stepping out of, but in terms of, um, to be able to disconnect from the place of, into which we have been, uh, giving away our power, uh, the trick is to go within and to start owning our own power. And that looks like different practices to different people. But ultimately, that is a reminder uh, that our own beliefs are powerful, that the way that we view the world uh, informs the way that our world starts to structure around us. If you look at something like law of attraction or various kind of understandings of that nature, which I've tested for many years, I've really seen them to work. Like really, if you look, if you think about the same thing over and over, it starts showing up. So, and that becomes your belief because that becomes something that you've tested and then it shows up as your reality. And so you believe it, but that is one of the things that Pluto invites right now uh, more than ever. It always invites that, but especially right now, it's so relevant. We're being really invited to look at our beliefs, to look at the way we have been, yeah, giving our power away or just the way we've been like, oh, well, if we believe that the haves over here have this and we do not, or whatever it is that you believe from the smallest things to the bigger things, um, it invites us to really look at that and be like, is this serving me? Is this something that I want to be structuring my life in this way? And if not, really look into the ways that, hey, your your thoughts are powerful, your beliefs are powerful. So you can do something about that. You can look into ways of looking at the world just a little bit differently, like start to actually inform the ways that you believe, the things that you look at, the, the, the sources of information you listen to or don't listen to. Um, and enable that to, like, you're making choices for yourself. They may be as small as, like, you know what, I'm going to turn off this news channel over here because it's driving me crazy. Like, I already, it's not giving me anything new, and it's just adding to my anxiety. So, you know what, I am now choosing, this is my power, I am choosing to turn this off. I am choosing to listen to these people. I am not choosing to listen to these people. And anything from that onwards uh, invites you to own your own power so that you can step out of the unhealthy side of the Neptune and Pisces and yeah. step into the healthier one, which is about tuning to your own intuition, which you can't do if you're just giving your power away all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, Bella, what you said right. is, is like so essential right now. It's like starting small, even with that just basic stuff, like turn on, I call it the dumb box. I feel like it's really used to brainwash <laughs> people. But say, turn mm -hmm. off the box. You know, reconnect with nature, reconnect with your family, reconnect with your emotions, your passion. Now we have time to, to like really, again, use that Neptune and Pisces energy and explore what our divine soul purpose was for being here. And I think at this time, there's a lot of souls that I truly believe came in specifically to help uh, manifest this great shift 
that's going to be happening or is, is actually underway on this planet. And it's also for, for everybody else, too, that, that has a different, like, sole purpose, sole, sole program to, like, you know, figure out it once again, aside from chasing units and paying your bills, what makes you happy? What brings you passion? What is your bliss? And I think if we go back to the, the great teachings of Abraham Hicks, this lady that was also featured on The Secret, talking about the law of attraction, she often says in her, her videos on YouTube, if you, can, if you guys want to go check that out, you can find her on YouTube. But she often says, like, follow your bliss. If you want to stay in your vortex of power, of manifestation, of this beautiful energy and connection to the divine, you got to follow your bliss. And it's, right. I feel like the same thing when I'm doing a lot of counseling, uh, uh, astrology counseling with, with people or couples even when it comes to love, as a, a single people, especially at this time, oh, when am I going to find love? And I'm tired of being single. And now there's COVID and all these things. And I still tell them the same thing. If you want to find love, you must follow your bliss. Be happy for yourself. Be ha- healthy for yourself. Love your life. That's the energy in the vortex that you want to be in to manifest these greater things of, of finding a nice life partner or better career or whatever it is. You're not going to find it feeling like you don't have enough. And I think also that's one thing I want to bring back into the conversation is gratitude. I think right now, although they may have t- stripped our way, our ability to make money through making the decisions shut down the economy, I think there's still a lot to be grateful for. Look at the earth. Let's be, let's celebrate that. Let's be grateful for that. You know, like there's all these reports coming out of, of, of our skies being cleaner, the ozone layer healing, healing up in areas where it's been under stress, rivers that are, that are clearing up. Like it's this, this, this uh, pandemic may be one of the worst things that, that have happened to our, you know, current civilization, but it's been the best thing. That's happened for the earth in centuries. Yeah, I think that's really a kind of divine intervention. Sorry, because Uranus is Uranus is the stars. It's the cosmos. So in a way, it's coming down to earth. It's higher consciousness. That's Aquarius. You got to remember the symbol of the water bearer, you know, uh, brings the water means consciousness, actually, uh, down to the earth. You know, Absolutely. so. I believe that, you know, it is a big, it's a huge wake up call. And, you know, Neptune and Pisces is really all about, you know, we don't need to be the martyrs anymore. And really, if you want to find your beloved without, you know, Neptune and Pisces is also addictions, you know, um, the way to connect, if you really want to have, I, you know, I do a lot of relationship readings too, is you have to find a connection with the beloved or your higher self before you're going to manifest that on the outside. And that's like the law of attraction, right? Absolutely. And I think, again, yeah, in this time, uh, I think love still is and always will be the strongest force, the strongest electromagnetic force in this universe. So in this time of COVID, I think it gives us more time for that self-care, take care of your body, take care of your family, you know, take time, make some nice, healthy, organic meals if you can. If you can't, just you got to work what you got. But yeah, it's it, it, this is a great time to kind of go back and revisit these things. Like again, I'm I'm grateful that a lot of families, a lot a lot of people are able to kind of spend time with each other at home, and mm-hmm. and, and just take mm-hmm. a chill pill. Like we've all been in this like rat race in the system of chasing units and, and and money to pay bills, and and yeah, it might suck for the economy and for other areas of life. But now we have time to just take a chill pill, and just <laughs> and slow down and just rethink things. And let me add a point about. You know, Pisces in the 12th house, which uh, is now we're at this pivot between the self-actualization, you know, the way we actualize ourselves, our life path, and we're birthing a new consciousness. So, you know, how Scorpio death is, uh, you know, brutal and usually shocking here with Pisces, it's a death, but it's a more gentle, conscious, you know, death. 
to experience yourself connected to the universal consciousness. And a big uh, chunk of that was dissolving the ego. I think it's going to dissolve the ego, you know, both for ourselves, but also for, um, you know, morally corrupt companies, morally corrupt uh, concepts that are no longer working in the world. So there's definitely going to be a rise for enlightenment. And if you think about our education systems, the way it's all been structured, uh, children were never really asked or, um, you know, guided uh, about their life path, their soul path. Like mm-hmm. no one asks a child, oh, uh, you know, nobody instructed them about what kind of soul path do you have? What is it that you're here really destined to do? Instead, you know, there's a big focus on practical skills and and financial skills, right? Absolutely. So it's definitely going to be an interesting time where people can use astrology. People can use um, alternative therapists, shamans, mystics. And these mm. are the people that you can now turn to uh, to really find out, okay, maybe your entire life was a hoax or maybe you were in the wrong profession, you know? Uh, because we all know that the worst part of uh, getting up for work that you don't like, right? If you hate your job, um, people get depressed, you know, stress really eats away at the system. Um, So it's very connected and being on the right path is very important nowadays. And even uh, to touch on the fact you mentioned like depression, I think this Mm -hmm. could still be a issue for a lot of Canadians, especially the health minister of Canada released a statement I think a few weeks ago where they were uh, concerned that there may be an uptick in suicide and depression issues and and things of that nature. And I think uh, during this time of of being in quarantine, I think there's a lot of people that might be isolated at home, may not have a big family to live with, uh, to be annoyed by every day when they got to use the shower, use the toilet. (laughs) They're just kind of like, you know, by their, by the, by themselves. And I think it's, it's a good time to reach out to people that we know that are, you know, at home alone, and use Zoom, use Skype, use the phone, use whatever you got to do, and just make sure we keep each other in check and keep each other balanced out during this time. And I think um, I got, we got a couple minutes to close before we close this show, but I think uh, like one thing I want to leave off with people, and each one of you can kind of uh, give your last finishing uh, bits of wisdom to our audience, but one, my little last tidbit here is that this is not the worst thing our civiliz- civilization has been through. We've been through far greater uh, issues than this, you know, we've been through World War One, World War Two. Before that, God knows what. So, and we're still here, you know, we're still here, we're still alive and kicking. So, I think uh, there really isn't anything to fear here. I've been exploring many different theories with my boyfriend about different conspiracies, or not even just conspiracies, just different theories of why things are happening the way they're happening. And ultimately, it all comes down to our choice and how we want to perceive reality and what we believe. If we believe that we can, you know, use this situation to build a better world, then we'll do it. If we believe that there's some some boogeyman in the closet coming to kill us all through vaccinations, then that's probably what's going to manifest. Who knows? But I think as a collective, what we haven't practiced yet, we haven't got to a place uh, yet as, as, a, as a people, is focusing on one thing. If we can focus on one thing together, I'm pretty sure we can achieve it. If they can send someone to the moon... We can solve our societal issues right now. We just need to get our priorities straight, which is what I think Uranus and Taurus is doing, and making us revisit our value systems and decide: do we want to be, do we want to continue to be monetary slaves, or do we want freedom? How 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 valuable is that to us, and what are we willing to do to get it? So that's my last little tidbit for myself. <laughs> I'll leave the rest for you guys. We got like one minute to close, so. Yeah, let it rip. I will just I would just say that uh, when we dissolve boundaries, you know, then we understand just really how really truly connected we really all are, and that 
Uh, most people who are not, you know, corrupt, they have the same agenda for the world. They have the same agenda for love. So, yeah, really, it's about remembering that, no, we're not divided, you know. We're actually all united in the same goal. Absolutely. For sure. Okay. I would agree with that. My, my final little take is just quick and short. Focus on the things you can control. If you want to connect more to your power, focus on the things within your power, which is you, your mind, your actions, your body, your choices. They don't just build up your, you know, long-term things. They actually build up your health, too, when you're focusing on the positives. So focus on what you can control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would also say that, you know, Jupiter is a higher truth and it's faith and you really have to have faith that, you know, the world, things need to break down for something new to happen and to be grateful. All right. So, guys, we're going to be back at this time next Tuesday at three o'clock for probably another show. We're going to cover um, the eclipses. We're going to cover the, the triple conjunction we're seeing between Jupiter, Pluto and uh, Saturn at the end of this year. Tune into that and then look for uh, look at uh, my website, KLFShoot.com, for more information on that. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Stay safe out there and stay in love. Thank you so much.